SAFM. Prime time all day long. Our next guest sees gender-based violence as an interplay of individual, community, economic, cultural, and religious factors at different levels in our society. Further, she believes that women can play a proactive role in illustrating that corrosive nature of patriarchal attitudes within society. We're therefore joined on the line by Irene Chandley, who is the president of International Women's Forum of South Africa. This organization is a powerful organization of some 7,000 accomplished business women and professionals from as many as 33 nations from six continents. Irene, good evening then. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, good evening to you and your listeners. Very happy to be on your show. We have to have this conversation, dour as it may be, unfortunate as it is, because it is seriously an indictment on the society that certainly South Africa has become. But talk to us then, please, about the work of the president, as the president, I beg your pardon, of the International Women's Forum. Yeah, look, we for us, I mean, the whole issue of gender-based violence is a very, very important issue. Um, we've seen it increasing even more during the COVID lockdown. Um, so this is one of the aspects we've really been focused on um, quite a lot um, because what we believe as a, an organization that as a community, uh, as women, all of us collectively need to become, and men as well, they need to become more proactive in our efforts to prevent and ultimately eliminate gender-based violence. So this is what we've been focused on. We've really been saying that as a women's organization, you know, being at the forefront of this, we want to be that voice uh, with all the other women to ensure that the voices of women are constantly heard because we cannot anymore accept what is happening in our society. Because we know that gender-based violence is not something that we can attribute to one single factor, um, you know, because this is we in the community, we're an individual, whether it's economically we are oppressed, in culturally, whether it's religious interaction, at any level in society, we, 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 we experience uh, gender-based violence. And I think even at the government level, we know that there's a whole lot of activity taking place there's legislation being introduced. There's funds being set aside. As up to 1.6 billion rand has been set aside to fight uh, gender-based violence. And right at the presidential level, this has been driven. So what we are saying is quite important that now, in, we are saying enough is enough. Something needs to happen. We cannot keep quiet anymore. And we really need to be proactive to prevent and eliminate it ultimately. South Africa is not the richest country in the world. South Africa is not the poorest country in the world. South Africa is not the oldest democracy in the world. South Africa is not the newest democracy in the world. South Africa is not the most diverse country in the world, though it remains a very diverse country. But on the statistic of gender-based violence, we sport a record that is most lamentable. What is it then about the South African society that makes it head and shoulders above comparable nations in relation to its statistics around gender-based violence? Look, I mean, the one thing that I can say is gender-based violence occurs globally. 
It's something that happened globally. And obviously for us, what we've seen in our country, that domestic violence is certainly not decreasing. It actually seemed to be increasing. And and as you say, we've seen this with the statistics that's coming out. Um, I mean, mounting police, they point to the fact that domestic abuse has even flourished during COVID-19 pandemic because now people were locked out in smaller spaces, being restricted, um, you know, and, 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 and we've now seen more violence in home happening more frequently, more severe, and not just with women, it's, it's, it's children, it's girls and boys for that matter. Um, it's just becoming worse and worse. Now, I mean, what we do know now, I mean, everybody, because it's such an important and horrific um, uh, uh, violence taking place, I mean, from presidential level, the cabinet, provincial authorities, etc., they've obviously identified certain uh, priorities which they are driving as well. And so should we as women's organizations um, as corporations, as businesses, everybody needs to focus to say, what are we going to do? Um, so obviously in terms of government expanding their own definition uh, of gender-based violence, which now includes marginalized groups, which includes uh, gay, homosexuals, transgender people, um, you know, all of those. Expanding that definition is quite important. They've now included things like how do we prevent, how do they intervene, using research, documentation, uh, uh, to establish robust accountability uh, mechanisms such as that we can commit to funding all of the gender-based violence initiatives that's taking place at the global, at the government level, at the provincial level, at any, at all sorts of levels. So I think you know, I think the, 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 the key issues being in a, in, a, in a society that we are in, a very patriarchal uh, type of society, we see, we, we, we see an increase in this. And what we now see with the action being taken at the government level, introducing various um, 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 bills to prevent mm. uh, and, to, and to become more stringent uh, <coughs> against the... Uh, um, the the um, the people um, committing these acts of violence against women and children. Um, these type of bills we will see now being introduced, and we're fully supportive of those. And and it's quite important that you, us, all of us, need to support that and ensure that harsher actions are being taken against those who are guilty or found to be guilty. Sure, you're talking about the Criminal and Related Matters Bill, the Domestic Violence Amendment Bill, yes, as absolutely. well as the Criminal Law, specifically Sexual Offences and Related Matters Bill. But this is very much in the public domain in terms of government-led. Is it really the responsibility of government to be leading the fight against gender-based violence? In the communities, surely there is more in our hands, proverbially speaking, to fight this thing. Yes, and this is what this is exactly what we are saying, is that we as a society, all of us, men, women, we all have to be involved. And this is not just the government issue. Government creates an enabling environment. They're putting funding. 
etc., towards fighting uh, uh, um, uh, gender-based violence. But we in society need to ensure that that doesn't happen. So, for example, I mean, what, what we need to ensure, first of all, the, the, the public outrage should be brought to bear on those who abuse women. Every one of us, we should not accept this. You know, and, and, and those who enable abuse, we, those who just stand by and failing to intervene is not acceptable. We have to be outraged at any given time when something happens, we have to say this has to stop. It cannot continue. We have to focus as a public, all of us as individuals, as an organization, International Women's Forum of South Africa, all other organizations, focusing on the awareness and providing support for victims of abuse. It's very essential, you know, it, it, um, you know, but it cannot just be action that is reactive. Being very active is not enough. So we, as a country, as individuals, collectively and individually, have to get better <laughs> at also believing victims when they share their stories. We sure. need to raise and ensure there's funding available, there's organizations that support women in the various communities that they are fully funded. Irene, I'm going to ask that we just hold it there for a moment because we are going to carry on after the news. Ms. Irene Chandy, President of the International Women's Forum, is going to tell us more about what is in our hands in the fight against gender-based violence. For now, Greg Coase with the news. Good evening, everybody. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. Certainly on SAFM, Songa Zomabekwe, in conversation with Ms. Irene Chandi, the president of the International Women's Forum, we are discussing ways in which, generally speaking, and some of the efforts that have been taken by the South African government in the continuous fight against gender-based violence, specifically as we were engaged in the news, we couldn't quite finish the point about the fact that it is much in society's hands as we look to engage ourselves as a society, particularly going better in our outcomes and how we treat women as a society. The president of the International Women's Forum, Irene Chandy, was talking to us and was interrupted when she was talking about some of the practical measures that are within our reach for the purposes of creating a better narrative. Irene, you want to continue? Yes, thank you so much. And good, good news. Always good to listen to your news. Um, so if I can just continue, I mean, just some practical steps we're saying, you know, um, that we as proactive women can take to help eliminate gender-based violence. First of all, when you are abused, seek help urgently. You know, because many times, most women actually feel that authorities can't actually help them. Or if they have to report abuse, it will just leave them being, being hurt even more uh, or they will lose their children, or they will lose their house. Um, you know, some of them feel maybe they don't want their partner to end up with a criminal record or go to prison. What is going to happen to their children without the father? And, you know, and all of this, and the children does have a mother. Now, the point is, if you feel in danger, you have to call the police, call somebody close by. And this is why it's so important that there's 
you know, when we talk about police services, that there has to be some way when people call somebody, the, somebody to protect them like the police, that there's a way where somebody can able to deal with women seeking help and do something for them and help them. And I think it's quite important so that that's why we say the first is seek help urgently. And if you are not in danger, for example, then you must seek counseling. You know, if, you are, if, if I see something wrong, I must do something. If we see something wrong, don't say it's not our business. We mustn't accept it. We must stop keeping quiet and say, well, it's not our business. It is our business. We cannot allow somebody to be violently abused or to stay in an abusive situation. But obviously that other person, we have to mm. give them confidence to get out of that situation. In fact, one of the issues that we, we've always said, I used to have an uncle who once said, you know what, if you're in an abusive relationship, get out of that relationship. In fact, he used to say, you know, the day if somebody hits, lifts your hands up to you the first time, run away. And never look back. Because if you stay in that relationship, you're going to end up being killed. So the first when we say, the second item, when you get out of an abusive relationship, you have to understand as a person who are being abused that you are not to blame for being battered or being mistreated. You deserve as a person, as a woman, to be treated with respect. And you deserve to be safe and to have a happy life. Violence is a no, a big no. It's not acceptable anywhere. Don't accept violence. So therefore, the fact that the domestic violence often occurs in the darkest recesses of our homes, um, and, 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 and most of these people who batter and abuse women, they want to isolate that person. They must not have friends. They want to be alone. Certainly, those complicate the effort to eliminate it. And therefore, it is very imperative that we fight this as a collective. I mean, other issues, practical issues, we have to promote gender equality. We have to promote equal and respectful relationships between and among women and men, girls and boys, women and women, men and men. Men and men. men and men is very critical. You're right. I fully appreciate that. Let's go to a man, Stephen, in the Northwest, who wants to contribute to this conversation. Good evening, sure. Stephen. Thank you for calling. Uh, thank you, Sengesh. Look, let, let me correct your, your guest. Every 26 seconds in South Africa, a man is killed. In a day, uh, 46 men are killed. Eight women are killed in a day. Two children are killed in a day. If you were to multiply 46 by 365 days, that is 16,970 men who are killed by men and women. We are talking about males. In the past three years, 50,370 men were killed. We are a male genocide country. We are a manicide nation. We are not even a femicide nation. All these frivolous vexation statements, a biased, echo propaganda must be corrected in our country. They must be corrected by the president, by all these women organizations, and even the police system itself has got this data. The problem song is in our country, men's life don't matter. We can be killed, we are, we are in fact killed by, by women, 
uh, in our houses when you're getting into your car driving to work you can be killed at your at your uh, business area you can be killed anywhere and these records are there but they are never echoed and when we talk of gender-based violence when are we going to include the male figure in, in, in these statistics that we are also a gender. Why is it that the only gender is, is someone <laughs> with a vagina? When is a man? A, a, a oh, Stephen, I think I've heard your point. Gender. I do appreciate it. I'm going to give an opportunity now to Irene respond. But it does yeah. sound like a classic case of open, close quote, all lives matter, not just black lives. Hmm? Do you get my no. point there, Irene? Yes, all lives matter. But the one thing that I can say to you, South Africa and you've said this before as well, holds the most shameful distinction of being one of the most unsafe places in the world to be a woman. We have the most highest rate of intimate partner violence. Based on recently released data from Fetch SA, which show that rape and sexual violence have become hyper-endemic in our country. This is a scourge that affects us all, whether we're young and old, black or white, rich or poor, pure, uh, queer, rural or urban. It pervades every sphere of our society. Now, the issue is, the reality is, women are being abused. Women are being abused every day. Yes, men die. We're not saying we're against that. The reality is we have to fight for the rights of women, and we will fight for that. The rights of women, whether they are the, uh, um, in, when it comes to equality, whether it comes to gender-based violence, these are things we have to fight for as women because we know that this is something the statistics are there to show. It's sure. shameful of what we see every day. In every house, every second house, there's some woman, some girl. I mean, yesterday, two days ago, we, yeah, sure. in one of the provinces, one girl was sent home because she didn't have a mask. What happened? She was raped along the way home. What happened to her? Absolutely. So we have to sit back now, and say, Irene, here's we the will question, not and allow I understand that it's ever. quite an emotion, emotional time, I mean, especially when you have to feel such sentiment. Part then of the problem is not recognizing the problem for what it is, because I asked the question just before you responded in terms of all lives matter versus black lives matter. It's the same argument that was presented now that by saying black lives matter, it's as if to those who are quite not well nuanced with the issue, it's as if to say other lives don't matter, whereas it's anything but. It's just a confirmation that in the society of all these people, it is clear from experience, statistic, and everything else that black lives enjoy the least amount of dignity. Hence, there's a hashtag, Black Lives Matter. Similarly, when we are having this conversation, it is not to say men do not matter. It is not to say bad things do not happen to men, even by the instance of women. But looking at how things are currently, you have a strong a strong problem or a major problem, so to speak, I beg your pardon for that, of women bearing the brunt of this violence, largely perpetrated by men, largely against women. And I think that is the crux of it. Final comments. Yes, absolutely. I, 
in fact, I, I should have interviewed you, you know. <laughs> but I think the, the, key, the, the key issue, yes, black life matters. Not just here, everywhere in the world. The lives of women matters. So therefore, we, 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 we have to say, no is no. When I say I can't breathe, I cannot breathe. When I say no, stop, it is no. What we have to say, we have to do something. We cannot allow a woman to be killed, to be abused, to be unequal all the time. It's time that we have to make sure that something has happened. And all the efforts that are being done in our country, we must make sure that whatever is being done, like we know now, amount of money is being set aside that's been sourced, etc. We need to use that fund, that 1.6 to urgent 1.6 billion, 1.6 billion rand to urgently respond to victims and survivors of gender-based violence. We need Excellent. to draw access to justice for survivors. We need to change our social norms and behavior through high-level awareness raising and prevention campaigns. We have to strengthen our existing architecture, and promote accountability. We have to create more economic opportunities for women and black people who are vulnerable and to abuse, uh, and who are vulnerable to abuse because of, uh, sure. of, of poverty, yes. Very, very Thank you very much. No, we do appreciate that. And um, I do hope that we can, one by one, win them over. It might be a long haul, but it certainly is possible to win them over in time. Irene Chandy, president of the International Women's Forum, talking to us about gender-based violence and our collective response as a society for better outcomes. We can certainly do better. Let's take an ad break before we go on to what usually happens at this time. Hashtag student night, it's Thursday.